0: Welcome back to another edition of Unwritten Rules, an Iowa Cubs podcast. I'm Beth Nieskern, marketing manager here at the Iowa Cubs, and I'll be making my hosting debut this week. To listen to all of our past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Unwritten Rules podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple and Google Podcasts. And while you're there, rate the podcast, leave us a review, and let us know how we're doing. As always, you can find the information on the podcast and more by heading over to our website, www.iowacubs.com. That leads me into what we're talking about today. I'm joined by Randy Wehofer, Vice President and Assistant General Manager here at the Iowa Cubs. Today, we'll be talking about everything fans need to know about our upcoming season. Randy, we're sitting here. The grass is green. The sun is shining. Seems like a good day to be talking about baseball and being a week away from it.
1: We're there. Tickets are on sale. People are buying them. That's a good thing. We're, we've kind of hit our go/no-go point of the season, and uh, players will be reporting soon, and. Uh, if opening day weather is anything like today, we'll be in, in great shape. Looking forward to, to having people back at the ballpark.
0: It's hard to believe it's been almost 20 months since that was the case, since the Iowa Cubs played in baseball here in Principal Park. But like you said, we've, we've reached a point where here we go.
1: We are the last ever American Northern Division champions of the Pacific Coast League. And so uh, we have a title to defend, even though we're not in the Pacific Coast League anymore in some of the changes with Major League Baseball. But uh, yeah, to think the last game here was that playoff game. is uh, It does feel like a longer time ago uh, than, <laughs> than just a year at this point.
0: That's got to at least give us a spot in the records books, if nothing else. You right? know, I
1: mean, our, our spot in history is secure.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of takes me into the where I wanted to start today, and that's kind of a background of where we're at and where we're going as far as baseball and minor league baseball and the Iowa Cubs, as a lot of fans have known, and as Randy just said, we're part of the American North Division Pacific Coast League within minor league baseball, but as with everything this past year, a lot has changed in the baseball world as well, so where, where are we at? <laughs> Who are we playing? What are we doing this year?
1: Well, I, I think the good news for people listening to this podcast is you're not going to notice as much changing uh, as some other minor league fans in other parts of the country. You know, Major League Baseball has taken over operating minor league baseball uh, more as franchisees than affiliates, uh, which is more business speak than anything else. We are still the AAA affiliate of the Chicago Cubs. We're going to remain that for at least another 10 years. We used to work on four-year increments, so we get a 10-year deal with our Major League Club now, which takes us past 50 years as the Cubs affiliate, which we're very proud of and, and very pleased about, and, and so are they, uh, for, for that matter. Uh, yeah, we're now in AAA East instead of the Pacific Coast League, but um, we're going to get a chance to see some different opponents this year. Uh, as part of the reshuffling of minor league baseball, there's only 120 teams instead of 160, uh, and there are some teams that are no longer in minor league baseball, and there are some teams that weren't that are now including the St. Saint Paul Saints, who's the Minnesota Twins AAA affiliate. So we're going to see them a lot uh, this year as a, a COVID-friendly schedule was built uh, to limit travel and, and and different opponents and things. So uh, Twins fans will not get to see their AAA team uh, in Des Moines. We're still going to play Omaha quite a bit as the Royals affiliate. Uh, I think next year when schedules return to a more normal format, we'll probably see Memphis and Nashville again with the Cardinals and the Brewers. And, and they're still in part of our grouping if not in our in our region Uh, you know but we're going to see Columbus and and Toledo so you've got the history of the Toledo Mud Hens uh, to go along with ours as the Tigers affiliate Uh, Columbus with the Indians uh, and Indianapolis with the Pirates are the teams that we'll we'll see this year Um, so lots of things are different in minor league baseball but because we enjoy such a great relationship with the Chicago Cubs because we have a good relationship with our fan base and our sponsor base in the city of Des Moines We're not going to see, other than COVID restrictions, a lot different this year other than some different opponents on the field. Uh, And there are some new facility requirements that go along with the new relationship with Major League Baseball. Uh, And we'll get started into a construction phase on the ballpark over the next few years, and we'll have lots to talk about with that too. But uh, for 2021, uh, things are going to be different here, but mostly for COVID and not for the changes in minor league baseball.
0: For those fans out there that are paying attention, that's what you call a tease for things to look forward to beyond this season. So, more to come. Randy Wayho for breaking news over here. Um, all right. Well, you mentioned some of the COVID protocols. So, let's go ahead and jump right in. Like I said, that's what we want to talk about today. That's what fans need to know. You know, we put it everywhere know before you go. That's what fans need to know before they head out to the ballpark this season. So,. Let's start where every fan starts. You mentioned that single game tickets are on sale for May games. So that's really the first step is fans deciding they want to attend a game. They've got to buy tickets to do that. So what about that has changed for us this season?
1: We have a transition to a digital marketing uh, system, uh, which a lot of people were already using. You know, Every year for the last five to six years, the percentage of our tickets sold online has steadily increased. Uh, The biggest change is for our season ticket holders, uh, managing their season tickets online as opposed to getting a box full of paper tickets and envelopes marked by game, which uh, was a decent system, um, but posed challenges for sharing those tickets on a daily basis and uh, how to get uh, redemption for games that were missed and all the perks that go along with being a, a season ticket holder. So uh, there was another practical problem with this year was we didn't get any schedule at all until the first week of February and then it changed three weeks later when they moved opening day from April into May. So that was going to be impossible uh, to print tickets for every game and have those be accurate in the hands of season ticket holders just from a logist- logistical standpoint let alone a, a customer service standpoint. So. Uh, we are asking season ticket holders to manage their accounts online once you do it twice it's gonna be so simple you're gonna love it Uh, we are asking people to think ahead and purchase tickets online you can still walk up to the window uh, and purchase tickets you don't have to have a smartphone to get in Uh, digital tickets doesn't mean mobile tickets there's a a fine distinction in, in those two systems you can still print tickets at home you know if a season ticket holder emails their barcodes to their tickets to someone who doesn't have a smartphone but they do have a computer. They can print them at home and we'll scan that piece of paper at the gate. Uh, We're not trying to make it any harder. We're actually trying to make it easier uh, for people to buy tickets and use tickets and share tickets and make sure we have as many people here at the ballpark as as we possibly can. So uh, it'll be a little bit different process but um, if the business that Amazon does uh, in the world tells us anything is that people know how to order things online. In this day and age, so I'm I'm confident in uh, our fans to be able to to navigate through that.
0: And I think that's an important note the the digital ticketing versus mobile ticketing. It's it's not just having a smartphone. It's printing it at home. It's forwarding to your friends, family, colleagues. It's you know you can get them on your computer. They're they're able to access anywhere. That's the great thing about digital tickets, and um, that's something that once fans see, they'll be able to get the hang of. We've got resources on our website. Our ticket manager, Clayton, has done a nice job of putting together some tutorial videos that really walk you through step-by-step. Step. So even if it's a little intimidating being something new upon first sight, we've got some resources in place that I think will help fans. And, and once they walk through it, they'll kind of get familiar with the system. And like you said, it'll be a few weeks later and, and people will know it like the back of their hand. So,
1: And I think um, an, another thing too, Beth, that I would add is that the system is meant to be easy. It was designed for someone to sit in front of it and say, this is what I want, how do I get there, and then the instructions on the screen to be kind of obvious. It's not a trick. Uh, it's <laughs> it's not a choose-your-own-adventure book from uh, the third grade. Uh, it's meant to be, hey, this is what I want, so this is where I click, uh, and, a, and a pretty intuitive step-by-step process. So. Um, expect it to be user-friendly. And I think with that expectation, it makes it even easier to use.
0: So as fans are going online to buy their digital tickets, they, you know, we've all watched games on TV. We've all seen stadiums full, half full, partially full, no fans everywhere in between. Um, Each seating chart looks a little bit different. So You know, we've done a lot of work here to figure out what, you know, we've worked with local government, we've worked with Major League Baseball to try and figure out what's going to work best and what's going to be the safest options for fans here in Des Moines. So um, you probably know that process better than anyone being part of every single one of those conversations. So when fans go online and and click buy tickets, what's going to show up for them as far as our seating chart and and what it's going to look like at Principal Park?
1: So for the month of May, for certain, and then things are open to change from there on. Major League Baseball has declared some buffer zones in the stadium. Uh, Those are the sections of the ballpark closest to the bullpens, which are on the field here at Principal Park, which takes out several rows from the end of the dugout to uh, the end of of where players warm up. It includes a couple of rows around the dugouts uh, to ensure distance from people uh, from where players sit, and it includes part of the home plate club that would be closest to the on-deck circles. So those get taken out of play uh, immediately. Uh, then we needed to uh, con- uh, conform the rest of the seating vault to a system that would allow for some distancing uh, and for people to feel safe and-, and comfortable when they come to the ballpark, uh, and everybody's in a different spot with that. So where's the happy medium? We realize we're at an outdoor event and that poses a lot of advantages. Uh, we realize that uh, uh, a lot of people have received their vaccinations and we're excited about that. Uh, you and I have both had both of our shots. We advocate for as many people getting vaccinated as possible. That's the key to helping this process uh, evolve as quickly as, it, as we possibly can. Uh, but some people aren't there yet, whether by choice or by necessity. Um, and and we want to serve our entire community not just portions of it so we have devised a, a seating plan that allows for pod seating so to your left and to your right there will not be a stranger within two seats of you you know so there's a group of four if your group of four is in the middle of the in the middle of a row there'll be two blank seats before the next group to your right and two blank seats before the next group to your left there will also be no one directly in front or directly behind you Uh, and so we'll skip a row in between. There will be seats, the two that are empty beside you, maybe someone sitting in the two seats corresponding to those in the row in front or the row behind. Uh, So you'll have some diagonal space uh, potentially uh, there, uh, but no one's directly behind you or directly in front of you uh, during the game. Uh, We have designated a couple of sections for group opportunities. There are some groups that have said we'd like to sit together. We've all been vaccinated, uh, and will allow for that in a limited amount to the ballpark, we will create a buffer zone between where the group ends and where new pod seating begins uh, for those opportunities. Our picnic package will only be available out in the right field bleachers. So if there's a group that wants to be together uh, and wants to have the food part of their, their, their service, rather than doing that on the mezzanine and blending in with the crowd, we can designate the bleacher section Uh, and uh, everything will be included out there Uh, the general public won't be allowed into the bleachers the picnic folks won't have tickets anywhere other than the bleacher section for that night Um, and it's important to uh, understand that there is no general admission tickets being sold at this time everything is a reserved seat Uh, we hope to reintroduce general admission when our capacity is allowed to expand the vaccination level gets higher If and when Major League Baseball determines that those buffer zones can be reduced or eliminated because the player vaccination level has gotten to that 85% point. So these are all measures for May to be addressed going forward. Uh, And we're only selling tickets for the month of May with the opportunity that as things change, we can get season ticket holders back into all of their regularly assigned seats as soon as we can. And that will be one of the big things this summer that will allow us to expand our our ticket offerings beyond what we have for May. All that being said, historically, due to weather and school still being in, our capacity for the month of May exceeds what our average attendance in May typically is. So we are confident that we can get off to a good start to the year, uh, and then we can grow with that over the summer. Uh, and I think that the eagerness of people to get back out to the ballpark, and, and especially the feedback we've gotten so far, uh, will reflect that uh, in, in the turnout that we have. So. Uh, If you're not quite ready yet with all of those things, that's okay. Uh, We hope that uh, by the time the summer ends, all of us will have learned more, evolved more with this process, and and have a chance to to celebrate fireworks and and baseball and hot dogs and beer and Coke and all the things that uh, Principal Park is is synonymous with.
0: And if we learned anything over the past month, it's that a lot can change. I mean, if you would have told me a month ago this is where we'd be at, I'd I wouldn't have been sure if you would have told me I would have had two shots in my arm already, I might have thought you were crazy. So a month can change a lot. So like Randy said, we're we're going with May for now and and we'll learn more as the season goes on. As as, you know, baseball continues, we'll learn a lot more and and as time passes, there's there's a lot to be learned here. And now I just wanna to pause for a minute. You mentioned pod seating. And now between those pods, those seats that are unavailable, those will be zip tied, correct? Yes. Those uh for those of you who don't know, when we hosted the high school tournament this summer, the seats were zip-tied as well. And I can personally say I had the pleasure of zip-tying about 1,000 of them out in the bowl. So um, as fans are out there, we ask that you don't break those because of people like me that don't want to have to go check them every game. So I'm not sure, you... sure if Randy was a part of that. But... Oh, yeah, we,
1: we've all got uh, calluses on our thumbs <laughs> from pulling zip-ties uh, over the summer. I think what we're going to find is that the, the the crowds coming for AAA Iowa Cub games and the folks coming to watch high school baseball uh, are in different mindsets. You know, those high school games were two individual communities that were playing against each other and and families and, and relatives of the players who see each other on a regular basis, even over the course of this pandemic. Uh, when coming to an Iowa Cubs game, I'd suspect for most, uh, 90% or greater of the rest of the ballpark are strangers. Uh, so I, I think that the providing those buffer zones uh, is more as important to the fans as it is to us and the health department and the people that are asking us to provide those uh, in order to operate the ballpark at this time so um, it it is there for all of our safety and for being practical um, and and some there are differing opinions of how quickly we should be moving beyond those uh, but it's not really up to us major league baseball the city of des moines polk county uh, and all of the different uh, state entities that oversee protocols and, and understanding, they're telling us what we need to do to allowed, to be allowed to be open and to host professional baseball games. As an Iowa Cub staff, we did not sit around and say, how would we like to do this? That was never a consideration, and I think uh, most people understand that, but uh, it, it is an important distinction to make that uh, uh, this is not our personal view. This is not our personal science these are the rules that are in place to allow us to be open at all and that's why they're so important
0: and and one thing i will add on the pod seating um for those of you that are going to be coming out purchasing tickets and, and getting pods of seats those pods will be in groups of two four and six seats um and as you're coming out and you're purchasing tickets if you want to sit together in a pod make sure you're buying those tickets all in one transaction um Kind of part of what Randy's talking about, distancing groups and, and keeping that experience safe for fans. If if you buy a pod of four and you only buy three of the tickets, that fourth ticket is going to be blocked out so that nobody else from a different group can come in and reserve that seat. So that's just another way that we can make sure that we're providing a safe experience and keeping those pods of fans that want to be together together. So just keep that in mind as you're logging on and buying, on tic- buying tickets on uh, iowacubs.com. So the fans have bought tickets, their digital tickets, and their pod seating, and now they're they're getting ready for game day. They're getting excited. They're thinking about what they need to bring with them, what what it's going to feel like to enter the gates of Principal Park again. So, um, as they're doing that, as they're thinking about leaving their house, and you know, I always come in with a backpack to work every day. If if I don't have a bunch of stuff with me, I feel like I'm forgetting something. So. Um, I know a lot of people are the same way. So as people are thinking about walking back through the gates, um, that's going to look a little bit different this year as well. So what can fans expect there?
1: We have added metal detectors to the ballpark uh, through a project that the Chicago Cubs uh, partnered with us on. This is something that we've talked about, uh, and the world is in a place where we, we thought that extra safety measure was important. Uh, We weren't necessarily planning on 2021 until this opportunity presented itself. Uh, So that becomes part of all the new things uh, here at the ballpark. Uh, And with that, uh, from a safety standpoint, all the recommendations we're getting uh, through uh, all the different partners that advise us on these things, we're changing our bag policy just a bit. So let's start with the metal detectors first. Uh, You do not have to take your keys and your wallet out of your pocket. You can walk through with those. Uh, CSC will be assisting us in in administering those. They may ask you to hold your phone in your pocket, but you don't have to turn anything over to us to make this go as efficiently as possible. Uh, We have, uh, through this partnership with the Chicago Cubs, top of the line, state-of-the-art metal detectors that uh, are, are very reliable and have the right sensitivity settings uh, to provide safety and uh, ease, all at the same time, our bag policy: uh, we are going to restrict all bags that aren't diaper bags for use for young families or something medical related. Uh, and there should be, you know, some documentation. Other than you know, the child should be with you uh, for young families. That would, you know, don't say I have a two-year-old at home and I need this diaper bag to come into the park. That that probably won't work. Have the baby with you uh, if if you need to bring that. Uh, or have you know some logical you know medical explanation for something else that that you might need, and we're we're happy to make those exceptions. Any other bag or purse needs to be smaller than an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper. Um, that's for safety of the ballpark. Uh, it's for expediency at the lines, and quite frankly, with some of the other things. Uh, We don't think you need a lot more than that to enjoy your experience at at Principal Park. You need some stuff. You need a place to have some money. You need a place for a debit or credit card. You need an ID. You need some chapstick. You need some Kleenex. You need whatever all the things that uh, uh, people would need. And we understand that. But you wear clothes in the summertime that may not have all the pockets that you would in the wintertime uh, and things. So we want to allow you to have a place to feel secure with your belongings. Uh, But we don't need to bring, you know, the whole snack aisle from high v or Fairway into the ballpark. Um, outside food is still prohibited. It always has been. Uh, as much as people think it's just because we want to sell you food, well yes we do, but it's also a safety issue. If you bring in your own food and you get sick from it, uh, how do we know that it was not something we provided or, or something didn't different? There's a, a liability issue with that as well. So the bag policy is smaller than an 8.5 by 11 piece of paper you will go through metal detectors, uh, but you don't have to take basic things out of your pocket. Those will not um, cause a problem uh, in looking for weapons or, or prohibited materials. They they know the difference uh, based on density. Um, the other parts of that are bring your mask. Uh, masks are required and that's a Major League Baseball rule. That's not a, a City of Des Moines rule. That's not an Iowa Cubs rule. That's a Major League Baseball rule. Uh, and you're expected to wear those at all times when you're not actively eating or drinking. Uh, So get a beer, get a pop, get a hot dog, take your mask off, enjoy it in your seat. When you go to the restroom, when you go back for more, put your mask back on uh, and let's let's be respectful of one another uh, as we get through these next few weeks. And, And hopefully that's one of the things that we'll get beyond in an outdoor facility and as Major League Baseball gets to those levels that they feel are safe for their players. And remember this as part of that, Not only are they concerned about getting our games in, but our players are the ones needing to be ready to go to Chicago in case someone were to test positive there. So these rules are in place to make sure that the major league season is completed as well as the AAA season is is completed. Try to remember the big picture as much as possible. Nobody thought, how can we make this as inconvenient as possible for the Iowa Cubs staff and fans? That was never a a consideration uh, and it's not even a political consideration. It is taking every step possible to make sure that baseball is able to crown a World Series champion this year, and and that's how important a role we play at Principal Park in in getting that done. Um, And then bring a debit or a credit card. Uh, We are going cashless as a ballpark. In parking, we've got new uh, parking handhelds that are very fast, uh, so it will take less time to run your card than it did to count change for parking coming in before. Uh, we'll be cashless in the concession stands. We'll be cashless at the ticket window. We'll be cashless in the store, uh, even for 50/50, and that will be debit only. Uh, and our card readers will know the difference uh, for that. If you don't have access to a debit or a credit card, or you've forgotten, or you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure you people that uh, like to carry cash let them know that they should subscribe and listen. We have two reverse ATM machines that'll be available in the ballpark this year. If you have a $20 bill, you can insert it in the machine and you'll get a $20 prepaid MasterCard debit card back. And that MasterCard debit card is good not only anywhere in the ballpark, but anywhere in the United States that MasterCard is accepted. And there is no fee to the user. So if you put a $20 bill in, you'll get $20 credit on that debit card. You can spend as much of that here as you would like. And then if you've got any change left over, you can get gas or groceries on the way home with it or save it for the next time you come back to the ballpark. But we've tried to make this as easy as possible. Uh, being cashless is a health concern, it's an efficiency concern, uh, and it's something that venues are, have been talking about going to for a long time that COVID accelerated a little bit. Uh, it's not all COVID related, but it is enough to allow us to, to get to that point. So uh, we feel like we have a, a really good plan to still accommodate all of our fans and whatever threshold that they fall in. And just like our digital ticket purchasing, a great majority of our transactions on a daily basis have been done on debit or credit card for years now, and that's a number that continues to increase as well. So uh, this isn't a big change for a lot of people. For those that it is, we think we have a good solution for you.
0: It's hard to believe we live in a world where we're talking about reverse ATMs. I think until a few months ago, I'd never even heard of the term. You know, we've always had ATMs that spit out cash. And here we are, give us your cash and, and we'll give you a card in return. So that's, I guess that's just sums up what 2020 and 2021 and beyond are, are looking towards. That's the future right there of, of exchanging currency, I guess.
1: Well, when we talked about going cashless, we talked about, well, what do we do for kids that don't have a debit or credit card that would be coming on a school day or as a friend of a family uh, that typically get a twenty dollar bill or a ten dollar bill from mom and dad to get something to eat or drink at the ballpark. Well, uh, you know, for a long time arcades have never taken quarters. You go and you put money on a card, you swipe it to play video games, and kids are really used to that. Um, you know, we talked about well, what are the what are the ways that we could do that? And I thought, well, what if we had a vending machine for debit cards? You know, and Fortunately, there were companies out there that have thought of that and we're making them. Here I am, probably two <laughs> years late to the idea. I could have retired a lot wealthier from baseball if I would have thought of this reverse ATM thing two years ago and found somebody to uh, help make it with me. But it is, uh, uh, it is something that people are going to see lots of places. You know, we're, We've taken ATMs out. And we put reverse ATMs in, and and they even call them reverse ATMs. I thought, <laughs> you know, I thought that was just kind of the concept in my head, but they actually called it reverse ATMs. So, um, you know, they had these at the World Series last year when they allowed people in the new ballpark park in, in Texas. We're using the same company to provide our reverse ATMs as provided those machines at the World Series last year for for Major League Baseball. So uh, we we feel like we found a really good partner for that too.
0: And you know, you mentioned we. The, a concern or a consideration for this was the school days and, and those kids coming out. But I think really once the season gets underway, they may become our junior brand ambassadors because people like you and I may go up to that machine and it may look like a, a foreign concept to us. Whereas they've been doing arcades and those kinds of things for years now, they, they'll be teaching us how to use the technology, I think by the end of the season. So.
1: It's a touch screen and it takes three touches from the time you put in your cash to the time you get your card. So uh, that, I'm not sure how, you know, three strikes, you're out. If you can't figure out the three touches, I, you know, then you have to ask for help.
0: And uh, those, those will be located at our Cambria fan services desk behind home plate. So any fans who come out with cash, you'll be able to head there. Randy says it's as easy as one, two, three. So I guess we'll have to take his word for it. We'll let you fans tell us when you get here to the ballpark, I suppose. Um, this is Unwritten Rules and Iowa Cubs podcast. I'm Beth Niesgern here with Randy Weihofer talking everything you need to know about the upcoming Iowa Cubs season, what's new, what's the same, what we're excited about, most importantly talking about being a week away from baseball is back. It's so one other thing that we really haven't touched on yet, we've covered so many things that you know are, are similar to what they've been in the past but may just look a little different to all fans or, or certain parts of the fan base. But um, another thing that we are really excited about is this year we are introducing a digital game program. The game program is is something that's a, a baseball tradition. You know, first thing you see when you enter Gate B here at Principal Park is the the program stand. People know it. People love to see it. Um, for a lot of fans, it's their first stop when they get into the ballpark. So, um, like I said, I know we're excited, but tell a little bit uh, about it to fans. Tell them what they can expect and what that's going to look like this year.
1: So we have partnered with a company called Nextbook Media. Uh, and they do digital publications Uh, so the program one of the great challenges of the program over the years is the most important information in there is the player information who's on the field what's their story where are they from how are they doing well in this internet age uh, by the time we take their picture and write their name and type up all their stats it's all obsolete and they've been called up to chicago or they've been sent back to double-a or they've been traded or designated for assignment claimed off waivers and all the different ways that we move 60 players through AAA Baseball and have 250 transactions uh, each of the last uh, few full seasons. So it's been a real challenge to provide accurate information for those player pages. Meantime, our sponsors are looking for more and better ways to engage with the fan base when we do our prizes and our games and, and other ways to be entertained. And everybody's on their phone throughout the game anyway. Uh, and uh, the number of printed programs sold. Uh, has, has started to decline, uh, and we think this is a way that we can get better information, more timely information into more people's hands. Uh, so you used to have to buy the program. The digital program is fee- free. There'll be QR codes around the ballpark and flop signs coming in. We'll have digital screens at the program stands where you can scan and download. Uh, there we'll have uh, drops in on the counters Uh, at the concession stands. We'll have them on the counters at the suite level. We'll put paper in cup holders uh, throughout the ballpark, uh, allowing you to have easy access to scan that QR code. Uh, You put in your email address and you get access to the program. And if you've you've missed a week and the issue of the digital program is closed, because we'll update other content uh, throughout the season, we'll continue to do issues of the digital program. If you subscribe to our email newsletter, you'll get the digital program from series one at the end of the first series delivered right to you. So you'll be able to check it out on your desktop, uh, look at some of the content, read the articles, be familiar with the players before you come out. The latest information will always be available when you're in the ballpark that day, uh, but we'll also have the opportunity to interact with fans even who haven't made it to the ballpark yet this season. Uh, And for those who have been and liked it, but weren't able to make it to a later homestand, they'll still get that content by signing up for the email newsletter. Uh, this is gonna be great for fans, it's gonna be great for sponsors. We're really excited about it. For those folks that like to keep score at the game and don't use their own scorebook, we will still have a game day sheet with a scoring grid available at the Cambria Fan Services Center that you can pick that up for free on a piece of paper uh, and score the game if that's part of your habit when you come to the ballpark and the next book Media people are working on, how can they make that functionality part of the digital program sometime in the next couple of years as as they look to expand their technology based on our suggestions uh, and and be even a better partner to baseball teams. So uh, we think this is a a really cool opportunity. Uh, It will be a little bit different, uh, but it's going to be better. Um, And and that's our job is to continue to surround the baseball action with fun, engaging pieces uh, of information and entertainment uh, that that go hand in hand. And and we think this, this fits the bill for that for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, this is going to be the first time that the game program is accessible for fans that are sitting on a beach in San Diego that, you know, are just curious. Maybe they are from Iowa, curious what the Iowa Cubs are doing. They can check in and see, you know, the game program from the last homestand. Who was on the roster? What what interesting stories did we have in there? What was Mr. Gartner's note in there? I mean, there's there's a lot of cool information in there. There's a lot of fun things for fans to engage with, like Randy said, especially with some of the sponsor content and the things that they can do in there. There's just a lot of fun ways for fans to to interact with that and to know that you can do that if if you're in the ballpark or if you you know you were at the game but you forgot to scan the QR code and and you wish you had. There's there's ways to access it in ways that you were never able to before, and and our email newsletter is going to be the best place for you to do that. You can sign up for that right on our website iowacubs.com. That's gonna you don't have to seek it out at that point. It's all coming right into your inbox. So for those of you that are are in constant need of the latest Iowa Cubs information, I know you're all out there. that's gonna be your best way to get it. So we've covered a lot again um one one thing I really want to touch on too is you know here at the Iowa Cubs, one of the first things I learned when I started was clean, safe, and fun. That's the backbone of this organization that's A lot of what we do and that's something we work really hard at and we're honestly really proud of you know we we're happy to be able to say that you know all those things are true about the principal park experience and and any fan that comes out to the games I think knows that um and we and that's because we take a lot of steps to ensure that day in and day out that's going to be the case um and and with that you know we've done a lot for years to make sure that we've always been clean and safe and fun Um, But with that, you know, and the CDC having some extended guidelines and things that we've got to look out for, we're going to take some additional steps this year. So um, can you just tell fans a little bit about, you know, what we've always done and then, you know, some of those additional steps they'll see in 2021?
1: Sure. Uh, You know, uh, it's probably the simplest mission statement in town. Uh, Three words. Um, and, And Sam Burnaby, our president and GM, likes to say, you know, clean, safe, fun. If you don't have the first two, forget about the third. Um, but uh, there is a, a an important uh, aspect to that, even in non-COVID, that we, we take a lot of pride in. Uh, every day, uh, we do high-pressure washing in the seating bowl, uh, not only to pick up trash, but to get rid of peanut shells and spilled mustard from hot dogs and cheese from nachos and Popcorn and things uh, so that when you step into the ballpark uh, It looks like the first day of the season every day Uh, that extends to you know restrooms and the concourse and and Stands and and all of those places that we want you to walk into principal park and not have to worry about any of those potential distractions and only concentrate on the fun Um, so for COVID, in addition uh, to those things, uh, Centerplate has some na- is a national company. Are uh, through Sedexo, Centerplate as uh, our concessions partner. Uh, they've enhanced some of their protocols behind the scenes uh, for uh, cleaning equipment before, during, and after shifts. Um, we will have a constant flow of people through the restrooms and the touch points at the ballpark, wiping down surfaces. Even though the CDC has uh, talked about that surface transition is not uh the most likely scenario that this is an airborne uh situation uh, and that this is transmitted transmitted from person to person not railing to person uh, but we'll still do everything that we did to make sure that the railings aren't uh, harboring anything else <laughs> beyond COVID that that might be might be passed from from person to person so uh, you know we will use uh you know, the, the clubhouse protocols, uh, which people don't get to see behind the scenes, but uh, there's lots of things that the Chicago Cubs will provide. Uh, we started using some of those things in the high school tournament with the dugouts. Uh, and, and I think it's called Ionic, the spray, the airborne uh, viral killers. Uh, it's like a Clorox wipe in the air uh, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, and we can u- we'll use those in the restrooms after the game, after every game. Uh, and things too. You know, there will be some changes in the short term of things that we can't keep up with. The playground will not be open in the month of May. Um, Jeff Tilly climbing up to the top of the playground to wipe it down mid-game is not our best uh, course of action for uh, keeping kids safe and, and clean and, and that's a challenge. So we're going to forego that in the short term. Major League Baseball won't allow us to have anybody on the field. Uh, so we won't be able to do first pitches and on-field promotions, but we will still do our promotions and use our our state-of-the-art video boards and our other technology to surround the baseball game with just as much fun and prizes and entertainment. Uh, it just take a little bit different format in the short term. We'll still do fireworks after every Friday game. Uh, We'll still run the bases after Sunday games, Uh, stick around a little longer. We'll let people have a little bit more space uh, between the runners and, and take a little bit longer, but um, that is something that we will be able to do. Uh, un- unfortunately, we can't do anything on the field before the game, so we can't do our catch on Saturdays uh, before the players come out, but we can run the bases after the players and umpires leave the field. So we're happy about being able to provide that uh, opportunity again as well. So uh, we've always taken it seriously. We'll continue to, um, you know, that, that was a real challenge for me as I thought, thought about our protocols uh, and, and I was, blasted with messages over the last year about how people are cleaning their places of business to welcome fans in and I thought why weren't you doing that before for crying out loud Um, so uh, you know we've really kind of taken a tact and and I guess part of that with my urging is that you know we're not changing that much because we actually thought about a lot of these things before we knew COVID was a thing cleanliness has always has always mattered and will always matter here and um, you know, that that will remain a priority.
0: It may be a simple mission statement, but it's an important one. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um And, you know, like the promotions on field stuff, like you said, it's just it's really challenged our creativity. It's it's made us look at things in a different way and, and come up with some fun concepts that, you know, may seem a little out there in some cases, but in other cases, it it may be the foundation for new ideas moving forward that we never would have considered had had we had some of these other things in place that made us really look at it with a critical eye, so so while it it may not be a first pitch on the field, we can still do something fun with that. That's a fun way to engage with it, and still a, a fun experience. You know, that's that's really the cornerstone of minor league baseball and, and the Iowa Cubs is you're here to have fun. You're here to have a good time, whether it's whether it's silly or whether it's something that you know you've been doing for years. It's it's all about coming out here and having a good time. With that, you know, we've we've talked about so many things that'll look different, but we'll have a lot of those similar things. The bike gate will be open this year. We'll have our mug club concessions will be open. You know, you can stop in the team store and purchase some of your Iowa Cubs gear, the latest gear that we've got and and all that stuff. But um, what else haven't we mentioned? There's a lot of things that we're excited about this year. We've got some, some new spaces that'll open up for the first time ever. And and look a little bit different, but what else is there to be excited about? What what should fans look forward to as we welcome baseball back for the first time in 20 months here?
1: I, th- I think the last thing we really haven't covered very much is our premium spaces, and the suites will be uh, open for our leaseholders on the press box level, and we still have nightly suite rentals available on the press box level. The outfield suites and left field will not be available to begin the year. We need that space as, uh, auxiliary clubhouse space is attached to the locker rooms in left field to allow to distance the players uh, and provide the protocols that the Chicago Cubs need. The Budweiser Club will be open. Uh, Brent Conkle uh, continues to run that uh, that operation. Rather than being a self-serve buffet, we'll have extra people up there to put the items on your plate and and serve you from a, a cleanliness standpoint. But the concept of the Budweiser Club being all you can eat and drink uh, you know, during the game and those tables of four uh, are still available down the left field line. And in the former Cub Club restaurant space, we have a brand new offering. Uh, the Cub Club has been closed for over a year now. Uh, pretty much that was the first thing that happened as, as things shut down in March of, of 2020. Uh, it just wasn't a viable thing without the baseball season for us to operate successfully uh, throughout the year. So it's no longer uh, full-service breakfast and lunch menu. Uh, it is no longer available via membership during game. Uh, it is now going to be repurposed as the Betfred Sports Left Field Lounge. And it is a hybrid between the Budweiser Club and our suite. We will have tables of four similar to the Budweiser Club available in the restaurant. We've got six half-moon tables along the big windows and then five in a high-top second row that can be reserved on a game-by-game game basis. Uh, in that package, you'll get uh, bottomless popcorn, peanuts, soft drinks, Coke products, water, and tea uh, at your table. Uh, and then you're going to get a choice of an appetizer and two entrees, and you get some cookies at the end and eight drink tokens. With the bar there, you'll have full bar access. This is a space for 21 and over only. It is an adult space, um, and that's important to remember. Uh, so those tables are available. They're $425. Some of the entrees are, you know, you get eight. Uh, pork tenderloin sliders or eight burger sliders. There's chicken and waffles. There's some amazing things that uh, uh, Brad Six and, and, and Chef Joe from Center Plate have, have dreamed up. The, the appetizers are awesome from wings to a massive nacho platter. Uh, it's not all you can eat, but it's all you can want. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're getting your money's worth and then the, the drink tokens that go along with it There'll be opportunities to add other things if you forget the day of the game or see something on another table that you really want to try, you'll be able to, to add on. And then the veranda area will uh, have some other entertainment options that will grow over time, starting with bags and some picnic game kind of things. Uh, we will have a cover charge to go out there. It's open to the public, but for so for an extra $5, you go out, and that will include your first drink token uh, that you can redeem with the wait staff. Anybody can go into the former restaurant space and order a drink at the bar. Those tables will be roped off and will be available for reservation only. All the details are up on the website. Uh, Betfred is uh, the sponsor of the area, but it is not a sports book. You don't have to place any bets while you're out there. Uh, it's the same as the Hive mezzanine or anywhere else that you would go that has a name attached to it. Um, they're the presenting sponsor of the area and all that goes along with it. Uh, And we're uh, happy to partner with them and welcome them as a new partner uh, to Principal Park this year. Uh, But it is a premium space uh, and it's kind of suite level service. You will get a waiter or a waitress, a a wait staff to take care of you uh, just like you do in the suites. But rather than needing 10 to 15 people uh, to fill up a suite and make it worth your while, you can do a table of four and make it a fun night out with a couple of uh, couples or uh, some people from work or entertain that special client that's coming to town, maybe the CEO is visiting and that'll be a, a good opportunity to, to treat them. So, uh, uh, you know, the, the Budweiser Club is hamburgers, hot dogs and chicken fingers and and typical ballpark fare. Uh, this is more sweet level food and service with the Bud Club concept inside where we'll have the game on, we'll have lots of TVs in there uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, that is the Betfred Sports Left Field Lounge and you can check out all the details on our website.
0: And our staff actually just had the chance this past week to go out there and, and take a look for the first time and and eat all the food like you mentioned. It may not be all you can eat, but it's all you can want. And I think if you ask any member of the Iowa Cubs front office staff, they would attest to that being the case. It's it's some of the best food we've had though. It, the, the Chef Joe and, and the team did a great job out there and, and they've done a great job with the space. I mean, we added five TVs along the glass out there. It gives it um just another element to the feel. more tvs out there more tvs to have the game on Um, have a front row seat out there to the game and and see the action from right inside the glass a climate controlled space so if you're uncertain about being outside for whatever reason it's climate controlled Um, you can purchase the table you can walk in if if you want to pay pay the cover and and check it out full service bar out there so if you don't want to drink beer you can grab a, a different kind of drink out there so for fans that are interested, check it out. Like Randy said, it's on our website, and it's the newest spot in the ballpark, the newest premium spot for fans to check out here, the Betfred Sports Left Field Lounge. We've covered a lot of information today. Hopefully our fans' heads aren't spinning just yet. Um, while there's a lot of new things, there's a lot to be excited about. We've we've covered a lot, and and the most important thing, like I can't say it enough, baseball is going to be back in a week, which is exciting, and maybe for us in the front office staff a uh, a little stomach churning and and keeps randy up at night i know from what he told me before we started recording this podcast so we're a week out are we ready randy
1: we will be it's always (laughs) it's always a work in progress and and we will we have a terrific staff you know uh, i think we may have been the only team in minor league baseball that didn't lay off or furlough a single full-time employee and that has allowed us to hit the ground running when we started to get things going uh towards the season again so you'll see familiar faces people who know the ballpark, people who understand the processes. Some of this is new, uh, and, and, and I know that sometimes new things mean scary things for some. Uh, but I think one of the most important things we wanted to accomplish with this episode of the podcast was not only to share the, the details, but the why. Um, we did not choose to operate in any of this way. If it was a perfect world, we would not be having pod seating, zip ties, tarps, Nobody on the field, all of those different things. That's not what we look forward to. But it's necessary in the short term in order to be open and to operate uh, and to get back to offering the quality of life opportunity that minor league baseball in this town uh, does offer. We we hope and expect that as the summer goes along, things will continue to evolve, and that by the time we get to August and September, Principal Park will resemble what's in your memory uh, of uh, big games and great weekends and and all the things that that go along with it. Uh, I can't thank our our season ticket holders and our sponsors enough for being patient and sticking with us and understanding and and hearing out the asking good questions, hearing the reasons, understanding why we've made some of these adjustments. Um, and and I think in a great majority, uh, people understand all of the all of the things that have went through. We're not the only ones that have been challenged. Everyone in this community has been challenged in some sort of way, but I really believe that coming back to a ball game and enjoying a night at Principal Park will be a milestone for people to know that we're on the road to recovery uh, as a community and and having fun things to do. Uh, The thing that we do best is to gather big groups of people together for fun. And that is the last thing we have been instructed to do for the last year, Uh, but we're headed back that way and we can't wait to To do all the things that we feel like we know how to do best uh, and we can't wait to see at the ballpark
0: it may not be as big of a group as we've gathered in the past but the fun should still be the same the fun will be there and and the excitement could not be more present in this ballpark and and with this staff so um i think i think we've about covered it all randy i think that's a lot of the information and um thanks for taking time to share with our fans and let them know where we're at where we're going and And how excited we are to have him back at the ballpark
1: so usually the unwritten rules has some funny stories in it so i'll finish with one funny story about being ready for opening day as a broadcaster the only time in my life that i've ever had recurring nightmares is leading up into opening day in my broadcasting days i haven't had the same nightmare as the assistant general manager but every year about two weeks before opening day i would have a dream that the national anthem was playing the team was on the field i was in the broadcast booth And I had no rosters and no lineups. And it was the worst feeling in the world, and I would wake up in a panic. I don't know what the equivalent of that is in my current role, so I haven't had that exact dream yet. But uh, that was terrifying. Uh, But being here and looking at the field and being ready to go, uh, I I know that that's not going to happen when we get to May 4th. Uh, So we're looking forward to that
0: when work starts entering your, your dreams, that's when you know it's right around the corner. Season's about to start. Yeah. And that could not be more true right now as we sit here <laughs> one week away from the the home opener here at Principal Park. So I guess while you may not enjoy the lack of sleep or restless sleep, uh, that sounds like a good sign to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, I still have some strange dreams from time to time, but they're they're not quite that bad. One time I was on the bus and turned around on the way to the first road game and I didn't recognize anybody behind me. That was the the opening on the road version of that that nightmare. So uh, as long as I uh, don't wake up to an empty stadium uh, a week from now, I think that would be the equivalent. And I'm I'm pretty certain that's not gonna happen.
0: Sounds like we've got a a new theme for an episode coming up here. (laughs) Dreams inspired by work here at the ballpark. Iowa Cubs version.
1: <laughs> There's some good ones.
0: <laughs> well, thanks again, Randy, for taking the time. Thanks again, to everyone else for for joining us. This has been another episode of Unwritten Rules in Iowa Cubs podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We'll look forward to seeing you at the ballpark soon. For Randy Weyhofer, I'm Beth Nieskern. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.